The Download with DP, a weekly podcast talking about high school and college sports right here in Central Illinois. I'll discuss what I saw in the past week, what's coming up on Channel 1450, and what we're looking forward to. Episode 15 of Season 2, and we are only a month away from prepping for Round 1 football playoff games in the IHSA playoffs. State golf is this weekend, regional soccer starts next week, and just as fast as August arrived... And the season's got started. It's time to start preparing for who will make a run to state in every sport. No six minutes with sauce this week. That'll be back next week. So let's get right to what I saw this week. Last Thursday, I was busy, but Plains Volleyball beats Porta Amaro. Forsyth beats Auburn in Sagamo action. On Friday, I was in Normal, where the Cyclones did what they do best. Win big and show off the offense. The game of the week last week was MacArthur beating Springfield on the last play of the game, as well as Williamsville and Moroa picking up wins to stay undefeated, leading us into this week's big game. Saturday, I got to marry two of my best friends. Congratulations to Tyler and Kirby Scanlon. Thank you for letting me be a part of your special day. Monday was interview day for previews, and Tuesday we had some big-time matchups. I was in Chatham, where the Titans stayed undefeated in CS8 soccer action to take the lead in the conference. They host Springfield next Tuesday with a chance to win it outright. SHG has just two losses this season, one to QND and the other to the Titans on Tuesday night. The Cyclones start 1A postseason play next week, and we fully expect them to make a deep run and possibly get to state. That's how good they are. Rochester Volleyball also mixes things up in the CS8 Volleyball standings. They have one loss now, along with U High and Springfield High. With two weeks left, chances are pretty high that we'll have a tie for the CS8 crown on the volleyball court. Speaking of volleyball, Williamsville stays undefeated in Sagamo action with a win at Porta. That leads us to what's coming up, because on Thursday night, the Bullets host Moreau Forsyth in volleyball action the night before the football team hosts the Trojans. Two big games between those two schools, back-to-back nights, and I'll be there for both of them. On Friday, I'll be in Williamsville again for the big football game. Go listen to you pick them to hear us talk about that game. We'll also have highlights from the big one, SHG and Glenwood. U-High at Rochester, Springfield at Southeast, Jacksonville at MacArthur, and New Berlin at Athens. We'll have video from all those games. On Saturday, it's a CSA tennis tournament and girls and boys state golf. We'll have highlights from those, we hope. Next week on Tuesday, Glenwood Soccer hosts Springfield High to decide the conference crown in CSA soccer. Glenwood also hosts Springfield Volleyball. That's a big one, and we'll have highlights from the Sagamo Conference cross-country meet in Petersburg next Tuesday. That's what's on the slate coming up on Channel 1450. Make sure you check out the previews and the hypes for Williamsville, Moroa, and Glenwood SHG football this week on the premium side as well. Now, let's get to this week's guest. He's the quarterback of the Rochester football team. Here is Keaton Reese. I'd like to welcome in Keaton Reese to the podcast this week. Last year I had Hank Beatty on, so I figured it was only fair to have you on, right? Yep. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Going into week seven, how's how do you feel? How's the body feel? My body feels completely fine. Uh, the team the team's looking good. We got one kid who got a little injured, but he'll be back soon, and we're doing pretty good. Time flies. It seems like week one was just here, and we were just preparing for Leonard Bowl, and we didn't know what to expect, really. Um, how fast does the football season go for you? Uh, this year has flown by. I remember, it feels like yesterday, we were starting summer practice, and we were coming in here, getting our pads, and now it's already week seven. It's like it's insane how fast this year has been uh, going by. We've talked about it a little bit, but in, in more detail, what was the feeling in the locker room after the SHG game? How did you guys feel knowing, I couldn't tell you the last time Rochester was 0-1? Uh, yeah, I mean, that that was huge. 
Uh, we prepared the best we could, um, but SHG is a great program. They have a whole bunch of athletes, but uh, thank God it was week one, and we all knew it was week one, and we still had eight weeks to go, and so no one put their heads down, and now we haven't lost since. And I feel like everybody outside of Rochester just said, oh, Rochester lost Hank. Rochester lost so many seniors. They're down this year. Um, what is that expectation like when everybody outside of Rochester doesn't think that you guys are capable of making a run to a state title? Yeah, uh, we heard that a lot, that we lost Hank. And all of us kind of came together and we're like, we're one big team. We don't need just one person to do it. And I think we've been doing that pretty well, and we've been working together, and it's just uh, starting to show off. Well, I think Hank would be the first person, too. He always did. Give credit to his line. Give credit to everybody else. But, I mean, when you're that type of athlete, it's hard to say, you know, how do you replace that, right? Oh, yeah. Hank, Hank's a great athlete. Um, he's playing college football at Illinois, and that's big-time football. But, like, like you said, he is a great person, very humble, and gives credit to everyone. How does it feel to take – the place of a person like that who was a staple in this program for four years uh yeah it's huge i mean i think he started his first game in the playoffs as a freshman and then sophomore year he did amazing really popped off junior year the covid is like kind of that covid season uh he did great things then his senior year is he did great things and just watching him grow up and i played soccer with him my whole life and then being behind him at the quarterback spot was a big help for me, and it helped me learn. It's absolutely crazy to think that you and Hank were both playing soccer, and I can't imagine what that would look like now. But, um, yeah, people always talked about what a great athlete he was in terms of soccer and how if he would have chosen that path, he would have been great. What what were your soccer games like when you guys were little? Uh, I, uh, I enjoyed them. I mean, we played on the same travel team. We played... Our big one was our 3v3 team. Uh, we were pretty good. We would travel. And Who else was on that team? It was uh, Braden Tucker, yeah. Ryan Dietrich, Jace Benton, Logan Anguish, me. I'm probably forgetting someone, but that's all I remember. And I got to say, we, we were a pretty good 3 on 3 soccer team. We would go around to different states and we would win most of our tournaments. And I mean, just, that seems like a good team that has a lot of offense and a lot of great defense. Oh, yeah, for sure. You're not going to come oh, anywhere no. close to that goal. No, no. <laughs> um, how much did you enjoy playing soccer? Uh, I liked it a lot until about, I think, seventh grade. I was like, I really want to try football. Kids were telling me about football. And my seventh grade year, uh, whenever I started football, I played soccer and football, and that was hard to kind of do both at the same time, and I just liked football more, so I just quit soccer and decided to keep playing football. So you didn't start playing football until seventh grade? Yeah, yep. And how big, what size were you, how big were you about that? Uh, I think there's a weight limit for me to run the ball, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure the weight limit was 155, and I think I made it by two pounds. So one fifty three. So you just didn't get to eat breakfast that morning? Yeah, right? yep. I knew weigh-in day was coming, <laughs> I was running. I wasn't eating that day. I was, yeah. Wayne Day was a big day. Um, and so now, that's interesting because I feel like in the Rochester program, you always talk about, you know, Derek kind of knows who his quarterbacks are going to be, I mean, down to the lowest levels because yep. once you get in the system, it takes a while to learn it. So how hard was it for you to kind of learn that role, which is the most important role, I think, on this team? Yeah, um, playing quarterback in the JFL is 
very different than playing quarterback in high school. <laughs> um, our JFL team wasn't very good. I think we went Owen, Owen, whatever, how many games they play. Our seventh grade year and then our eighth grade year, we won a couple games. And then you get into high school and you get brand new coaches, brand new scheme, and everything just changes. And that was, uh, it wasn't hard to learn, but it was a lot to learn. When did you know that the possibility of being the Rochester varsity starting quarterback was something achievable for you? Uh, whenever they kept me at quarterback my freshman year, probably. Yeah. And I knew, like, if you start, if you're freshman quarterback, you're probably just going to be quarterback all the way up. How hard was it for you to adapt to that system and kind of start to learn the ins and outs of this this system? Uh, it was kind of hard. We have a lot of plays, a lot of different things going on, but we rep it so much, you you can pick up on it pretty easily. When you get into your sophomore season, you start playing defense as well. Um, how much did you like that, enjoy that, or want to do that instead? Oh, I, yeah, I like defense. I like going around hitting people. But this year I don't get to play any defense, <laughs> and I'm, I'm kind of mad that I don't get to hit people. But uh, – I like playing defense. I played it my sophomore and junior year, and I liked it a lot. So your junior year, yes, Hank's here, but Hank also was an All-American wide receiver, so why not have that option? What is it like being in the quarterback room with him knowing you're going to get your chances, but you have to make the most of those chances? Yeah, I mean, every week we had certain plays where I'd go to quarterback, Hank would go to receiver because – I mean, he's a very hard kid to stop at receiver, and we would just throw him the ball and let him do what he does. So I knew those certain plays, I have to make a play on this play to get the ball to hang. Him being the quarterback last year, he was he led the team in passing yards, obviously, led the team in receiving yards. This year, you lead the team in rushing yards, and you lead the team in passing yards. Um, how does it feel to be the guy who's got the ball in his hands for most, most of these plays, whether it is passing or throwing? Yeah, it's it's huge, but I the line they let me do all this stuff. They if I didn't have the line, I would have negative rushing yards, and if I didn't have the line, I'd be getting sacked every time. So I give credit to those boys, and they're doing a great job right now. I don't think I've been sacked this year either, so they can keep that up too. <laughs> do you, do you uh, take care of them for that? Do they do they get to see your appreciation for? Yeah, yeah, keeping you clean, yeah, so to speak, hundred percent, yeah. Um, Going into the season, did you think that you would be the leading rusher going into Week 7? Uh, no, not not really. I mean, I had a little idea. I knew I was going to run the ball quite a bit, but I didn't think I was going to be the leading rusher, no. As you get, as we got into Week 1 and we saw what worked in that second quarter, third quarter, um, what was that like for this team to kind of see what their identity could be to, to keep themselves in a game against one of the best teams in the state. Yeah, I mean, you get into the third, fourth quarter, and we're still running the ball like that. That I think that shows a lot, um, how we didn't give up and how much potential we have even in those late quarters. Because you see it in Rochester games, you see it in SHG games, where if they, they go up two touchdowns on you, you cannot make another mistake because you just simply can't score enough times or stop them enough time. Like, just, you run out of time. So was there a point in that game where you guys were like, okay, if this doesn't work, it doesn't matter because we're not going to catch up? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think in the first quarter it was 14-0. I threw yeah. that interception on the first drive. And then we 
we started coming back, and it was 27-21, I think, mid-third quarter-ish. And I was like, okay, we got fights still in us. And then just some little mistakes happened, and they broke away. But we got we got those fixed, and uh, hopefully they'll never happen again. As a running quarterback, I mean, I know that you can throw the ball, and that's I think that's undersold at this point. But Derek's probably okay with that going into the playoffs, mm. so I'll just leave that alone. Uh, but as a running quarterback, what what do you kind of look for pre-snap in terms of? Like you know, obviously, which which way you're going to go, which way the line's going to move. But what what are the things that you kind of look for when you know, okay, I'm this is just me. Uh, yeah, I kind of look, I kind of look at the linebackers, not so much the D line, because I know the the boys up front will take care of them. But I kind of look at, because I can hear their calls up front. I I kind of know like who they're doubling to and who I'm going to have to like not let them tackle me. So I kind of look at the linebackers' safety area and see who I'll be taking on one-on-one, maybe two-on-one. How much do you enjoy that first hit in a game where it's like, okay, it's, it's a game? Uh, I really don't know. I got so much adrenaline going on. <laughs> I just hit the hole and run, and then I pop right back up and look at Coach Leonard for the next play. I don't really feel that like first hit unless it's like a huge hit and I'm laying there for a little bit. But hopefully that, has, that hasn't happened this year. So uh, I just get up and look at Coach Leonard. Is it ni- nice to not have to cut weight or worry about what you eat when you're a quarterback oh, now? Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> now, now there's no weight limit, so I can eat whatever I want. Um, what is your diet like right now? What is your – I mean, because you're obviously running a lot, working mm-hmm. a lot. So what, what, uh, what is your kind of calorie intake in terms of how you uh, feel comfortable? Yeah, I mean, I eat some toast in the morning with a protein shake. I don't eat too much at lunch because then I got to come here and practice. And then I have a bigger dinner because we just got done practicing and I didn't eat that much at lunch. So uh, I eat a decent amount just to keep up with all the calories I lost from football and all the other stuff I do during the day. What is it like being the type of quarterback that you are in terms of when you get off the bus, people probably think that you're lining up next to your brother. Oh, yeah, 100%. I've, every, every game this year I've gotten – Holy crap, you're a huge quarterback. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I know. But, uh, I mean, I don't really care. It's just something I got to take pride of and just keep doing what I'm doing. I mean, I feel like it's better than the alternative of being too small to be a quarterback. Oh, right? yeah, if you're too small, then there's a lot of things that could go wrong. And as you know, in this league, I mean, people are going to try to hit you as hard as possible. Oh, so yeah, if it yeah. doesn't hurt. You're, if you're the quarterback running, you're going to get hit. They don't want you in the game. Um, like I said earlier, Derek probably doesn't want me to talk about this, but... Going into week seven, where do you feel like this team's passing attack is potential-wise and ceiling-wise? Uh, I think we're doing pretty good right now. We can get much better. Our wide receiver blocking needs to get much better. We've been getting kind of yelled at for that. <laughs> but uh, we can do a lot of better things. I mean, like I said, the blocking, cleaner routes, the spacing needs to be a lot better. It's just the little things that we need to work on. Because I think we saw um, Parker's potential last year where he had some really big plays. Um, And then we knew kind of what Jack Sweeney was coming from Springfield in terms of an athlete, a weapon. Um, So scale of 1 to 10, how close do you feel like the potential of this offense is to where it can be? Uh, I'm going to say 6. I think staying on on our blocks from the O-line out to the wide receivers – Going fast, we like to go fast. I think we can go faster. Um, 
And just like I said, the spacing needs to be a lot better. It's easier for me to read the defense if our wide receivers have good spacing pre-snap and post-snap while they're running the routes. If they get too close to each other, then one guy can guard two receivers, in which we just want to stop these film, and that was one of our problems is our spacing wasn't very good. What is your relationship like with this offensive line? How many of them are in your class? How many of them have you played with a lot? Uh, so three of three of the starters right now are seniors with me. One of them is my brother. Well, we can just go ahead and name them because I don't feel like they get enough love. So let's All talk right. about each one of them. All right, so we got Grant Weiscup. Uh, we know who he is. Yeah, <laughs> I've known Grant Weiscup for a while, and he's, he's a very funny dude. And then we got Baron Riley. He's a senior as well. Uh, I have a very good relationship with him too. And then Blake Buckles, uh, the hog boy, works out <laughs> on the farm. Uh, I got a pretty strong relationship with him too. And then Parker Lyons, our left guard, he's a junior, and he's friends with my brother, so I hang out with him quite a bit as well. And then my brother, I mean, I, I see him every day. I live with him, so our relationship's pretty strong. Um, how cool is it to get to play with your brother at this level? Yeah, it's cool. We uh, we started talking about it in like eighth grade. Whenever he was in eighth grade, I was a freshman. I was like, we're probably gonna be playing together. I mean, he was he was big back then, so I kind of knew like, yeah, you're probably gonna be starting whenever I'm a senior and you're a junior. And it, it's been fun right now. Um, we come home and we talk about it. Parents talk about it with us, and they said they love watching us both out on the field at the same time. Which jersey do they usually wear? Do they alternate for you guys? Uh, well, right now my mom wears like the senior T-shirt okay. with my number on it and my name. My dad just wears rocket <laughs> rocket gear. Yeah. He doesn't really wear a jersey. Um, so when you guys were eighth grade freshmen, you know, or even the next year, and you were playing defense, did you guys, I mean, go up against each other ever? Was that something that you guys kind of worked on? Uh, yeah, we'd go in the backyard sometimes and just play like pickup football. And that's really about it. There's been, like, no game situation where I've went up against him and he's went up against me because we've always been on the same team. So, But when it comes to your, your offensive line, like we talked about, they have to be your first line of defense, your protectors. Um, so just to have that relationship with not only, like you said, your classmates who you've known, but your brother is one of those guys. Like, yeah. if somebody comes and late, hit, late hits you, they're going to take care of you no matter what. Oh, like, it's not. For like, sure, yeah. Uh, I think I remember one time I got tackled out on the sideline and I got up and all the linemen were right there making sure I was getting back out on the field and nothing, no one was doing anything to me. Um, what is your relationship like with Coach Leonard? In terms uh, of he's the quarterback guru. I mean, everybody in the state knows yeah. him as the guy who produces quarterbacks that, that are going to play at the next level. Oh, yeah, I think we have a very strong relationship. I mean, he's my PE teacher, so I see him every day at school. I sit in here and talk to him. But... It, his coaching is just a different level than some of the other coaches I've had. Just the way that he knows, like, all the little things to make you feel the ball better is unbelievable. What's the maddest he's gotten at you? Ooh, I think the Chatham game, we, uh, we were taking a shot down the field. It was raining, it was muddy, and the ball was really slippery. And I went to throw it, and the ball slipped out of my hand. And it was a duck. It probably didn't even get 10 feet to where Parker was and almost got intercepted. And I walked off that field, and he, he yelled at me. And I, was, I was like, oh, boy. But then he, get, he gets over it real fast. The next drive, he'll be over it, and he's good. Have you ever seen tape of him playing quarterback? No, I have not. But I, he throws out there sometimes, and 
he throws a pretty nice ball. Um, so I said the fact that, I mean, anybody who plays quarterback here probably has a chance to play at the next level. What are your aspirations to play at the next level? Uh, I'm not sure yet. I've been talking to some littler schools like Monmouth and just some of those littler schools. Uh, I'm not 100% sure, just still talking to different coaches, mm-hmm. just buzzing around. But do you want to play quarterback at the next level? Uh, quarterback, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> like fullback type of position, yeah. a little bit like that. Because I'm probably not built for the college quarterback, but uh, fullback would probably be what I'd go for. And you got kind of got a smile on your face there. Would you enjoy that more, you think? Oh, yeah, I, for sure. I'll get to block people in. I'll get to catch the ball and run. <laughs> I like doing that, too. Seems like you just like to hit people. Yeah, I do. I do. That's why I like running the ball, because that's my chance I get to hit someone. Um, well, people might hear this and say, oh, their quarterback is their leading rusher. Rochester isn't good at running the ball this year. Um, what do you see from this group of running backs in terms of the potential? Because I feel like... Ian's not really let loose all the time. Uh, the rest of the guy, like there, it seems like he's just kind of waiting to, to let uh, him loose. Yeah, I mean, right now we have Aiden Hewitt, who's done a phenomenal job. He started last year, started learning the plays last year, and this year he's done amazing. And then Nolan Morowski, he's also he plays both ways. He plays, he's our strong, uh, strong safety. He's done a great job too. He knows all the plays. If he's in, I don't have to tell him anything. He knows what he's doing. And then whenever you put Ian in there, it, the ball, it is bully football and let Ian run the ball. I mean, when you two run the ball, I, it takes, and you know, you can say this, but it literally takes more than one person to bring yeah. either of you down. Yeah, watching Ian, whenever I hand the ball off to Ian, and then just watching from the back, and I see the huge hole from our lineman, and just Ian just lowering his shoulder and <laughs> running some of those small safeties over, is, it's fun to watch. During that Chatham game, uh, not only was the sideline a mess, so I kind of just went to the end zone more than I usually do because usually I shoot about 20, 25 yards ahead on the sideline. But when you get the view of you guys coming straight at Mm -hmm. you and you see not only how much the line opens up the hole, but then you see Ian running through that hole, it's like I can't imagine being a safety trying to run over and be like, oh, I'm going to tackle this dude. No, but I wouldn't (laughs) want to do that either. We we were watching uh, film yesterday and – the hole that the lineman made was ginormous. You could probably drive a semi through, and here, you, he, here comes Ian right down the hole, and these these two safeties go to tackle him. They just bounce right off, and Ian gets five extra yards. I mean, you give him the ball, and the, you aren't you aren't losing yards. So it's week seven. You guys are five and one. You're playoff eligible. Um, you look at the rest of your schedule, and uh, I mean, you realistically are looking to prepare for the playoffs. I think that's fair to say. Um, what is this team's attitude going into the last three games of the regular season? Uh, we know we got to get better. Like, we got to focus on ourselves, get the little things fixed, because once it comes playoff time, there's no room for mistakes. It is everything better be perfect if you want to win state. But these these next couple of weeks, we got to work on ourselves and get better as a team. How much do you guys pay attention to the playoff projections of 4A, SHG being 4A? How much do you care about that? Uh, I don't. I don't really care. I haven't like really paid any attention to it. But if us and SHG are four A, we'll probably meet again. Which, I mean, I want to play them again, but I know it's hard on Coach Leonard and the Coach Leonard at SHG. I know it's hard on him, and it's Ken Leonard's last year, and then he's gonna have to potentially play his son in the playoffs, and that's gonna be hard on both of them. 
what's your thoughts on the Week 7 game at SHG, Glenwood SHG, knowing if Glenwood wins, you guys can get a share of the conference title, but... I mean, do you? I don't think you're allowed to root for Glenwood when you go to Rochester, right? Or are yeah, you? I, I mean, I I don't know. It, yeah, I don't know. Both those teams are rivals. Um, I think it's going to be a pretty good game. Uh, Glenwood showed us a lot of things that SHG maybe didn't show us. Yeah. But SHG, they got so many athletes, and it, it's going to be a great game. Glenwood tries to play two platoon for the most part. I think that's fair to say. How can that be an advantage to them against this issue? Uh, I mean, you start getting into those late quarters. The kids start getting tired. They start cramping. And if you play one way, you really aren't going to cramp unless you are running the ball every play or you're just flying around and making plays. And Or, I mean, like I say, she, they got guys going both ways. They don't have to be hydrated and ready to go. The SHG offense, it just seems like Ty just picks which receiver on that drive and they score a touchdown. What What do you see from Glenwood that maybe could slow them down or stop that? Uh, I mean, I don't know. That's that's <laughs> that's pretty hard to stop. He's got so many weapons over there. Um, I don't know. I think they could play deeper, make him throw the short game and come up and just rally around the ball and make tackles. But uh, if, uh, if they start running the ball and those safeties are that far deep, I mean, it, it's going to be hard tackling those running backs out in space because they're fast and shifty. Now, obviously, you weren't playing defense against either of these teams, but the Glenwood offense, I, it's kind of hard to say because that night was tough and they mm-hmm. were missing a couple guys. Um, but in, in your prep, what did you see from Glenwood in terms of you know, what scared you or what, what could they do to take advantage against SSU? Uh, I think they can run the ball pretty good. I don't know if they're going to have the blaze back, but I know he was out against us, but he's a huge help for them, and their line was a decent size too whenever I saw him. I think they could run the ball against SHG, but once again, SHG has uh, the West kid right there in the middle, and he's a player. He hits hard. I'll give him that. (laughs) Um, And then I think uh, Chatham could maybe spit the ball out a little bit, a little quick game get the receivers blocking and just get five or six yards and just go down the field. I'm not going to ask you to give me your pick, but it sounds like you're leaning SHG. Is that fair to say? Uh, a little bit, yeah. Okay. I mean, they got the athletes. Uh, they got so many athletes over there. It's They're hard not to pick against. What's it like in the CSA this year when you have you guys, Glenwood, SHG, uh, and I just feel like there's there's quite a gap between the really good teams and, and the not-so-good teams. How hard is that to mentally prepare every week knowing football's a dangerous game and you also have to prepare like it's week 10 instead of... Yeah, I mean, you get... Whenever it's SHG and Chatham week, it is strictly focused on SHG and Chatham. But some of these other schools, you can focus more on yourself. You can kind of... Coach Leonard always says he... Uh, takes back the physicality a little bit so we aren't hitting each other as hard and we aren't doing as much but that's only against a couple of schools the other schools you got to prepare for you got to be ready for them what do you feel like the potential of the CSA is in terms of the playoffs when you say SHG does go three or you know you guys go four um, do you feel like there's a 5A team or a 6A team that can also I mean 
that's how loaded this conference is, and I feel like the top is pretty good to where mm-hmm. do you feel like Jacksonville, MacArthur, those teams could, could make a run as well? Oh, for sure. I definitely think uh, MacArthur could. They they have athletes over there. I've watched some of their film. They they have studs over there that can make plays. And then Chatham and 6A. I'm, 6A? Yeah. Yeah, they... I'm pretty sure I, they, they're for sure in 6A. I don't think yeah. that... Yeah, yeah I'm, I think they can they can make a big run in six A. They they got the kids too, and they got the co- their coaching staff is uh, good coaches, and their quarterbacks is a great player as well. What to kind of wrap this up? What would you say is your favorite part about football and this football season so far? Uh, I'll probably you can't s- say hitting people because I think we covered yeah, that already. Yeah. <laughs> I'd probably say the team camps. Some of the team camps that we go to and, like, the bonding that we've done over, did over the summer was probably the best part. We went to one camp where we stayed the night at this little cabin place, and we practiced three times a day. But at the end of the day, you got to go jump in the pond, play bags, cook out with, with uh, the team. It was, it was a fun time. Those are memories that will last forever. So when you start football in seventh grade and you realize you're going to be quarterback in fr- freshman year, um, now that we're, I mean, realistically, football season could be over in a month. Now that you're that far into it, um, what's something that has surprised you about this year of being the face of this team in terms of being the Rochester quarterback? Uh, I mean, I don't really know. I don't think anything's like face me. Hmm. I'll have to think about this. Has anything one. surprised you that maybe you weren't expecting? Yeah, probably the juniors. How they, the juniors have really stepped up to our team. We have quite a bit of juniors starting right now, and I've been surprised how good they're playing. So week seven, I feel like we have to talk a little bit about you high uh, because you guys are playing them yeah. this week. We talked about SHG Glenwood, and a lot of eyes will be on that. But um, I mean, you high. It's not a bad team by any means. They've won three games this year. What is your guys' prep for them as we give as we kind of go out here on a, a little preview of the Pioneers? Yeah, I mean, Uhi, their quarterbacks. He's a great player. He can throw the ball, and he's fast and shifty. But they're also three and three. I'm pretty sure, and they got three games left. One of them's us, so they have a chance of making the playoffs. And these next three games for them is huge. So. We're ready to face anything that they bring at us because who knows? They could start bringing out their trick plays because they're in scramble mode and want to make the playoffs. Yeah, and talk about a, a rushing quarterback. He's another one where mm-hmm. um, he, he's their leading rusher, and he's. I saw it last week against SHE, and he is able to find those holes that yeah. you just you don't see they're there, and then all of a sudden he's through for five, six, seven yards. Yep. Yeah, we saw that on film yesterday, and Coach Beaker was talking about it and saying – how this kid is a lot different on film because whenever we had our Saturday game versus uh, Springfield High and Chatham and Uhi played, some of us went over there and watched it, and we watched how fast he was. It's not the same on film, and he one hit maybe not bring will not probably bring him down either. So we're gonna have to fly around, rally to the ball, and just play as a team. Last question: Is there any scenario in the playoffs, or say it's a state championship game, and they need you on defense. Do you think that coach will let you play defense? Oh, 100%. I mean, it's my last year. Um, we don't want to lose. If they need me on defense, I'm going to tell Coach Snyder I'm probably going to go play defense. But if it, yeah, I mean, we don't want to be knocked out. So 
I'll do whatever it takes in the playoffs to beat the other team. Imagine a dream scenario where not only did you just throw five touchdown passes in the state championship game, but then you go on defense and you sack the quarterback, scoop and score to win the state championship. Would that be like the oh, ultimate? If that, if that happened, that would that would be great. But hopefully that wouldn't. If I threw five touchdowns, hopefully hopefully our defense. Well, that's why you had to come in on defense because yeah, your defense I mean, wouldn't get up. No, I'm just kidding. But hopefully our defense wouldn't have to get there. Hopefully they won't give up that many points. But if that happened, that would probably be the best time of my life and the best memory of my life. Uh, thanks for your time, man. I appreciate yep, it. Thank you. Thank you to Keaton for the time. I greatly appreciate it as he gets ready for week seven against the Pioneers. Great to hear his perspective on everything and what his future goals are. That's it for this week. Thank you for listening. Still looking for a sponsor for the podcast if anyone is interested. And I'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.